to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode. Hope you're all having a beautiful week. I am Alexa, your host, and with me is Ambrosia, um, but she's in state and John's here. Um, So we thought today would be, um, since we didn't have an interview, um, we would interview John because I've personally had some questions that like I really want to ask John that have just been popping up randomly. Kind of a mixed bag, if you will. So... Hello, John. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Great. All right. So I have some basic physics questions that I don't know why I've been interested in, and I'm just curious your take on them. So my first question is, what does heat do to time? Heat allows time to be more bendable, more flexible. It allows time to move freer. Hmm. So I was like riding my bike going somewhere a couple weeks ago and I was standing – I was behind a a bus and the bus above it had, you know, those like heat waves like where you're seeing – it's like you don't see anything but you see that what what you're looking at is like uh, wavy and you know that it's heat, Right. So it got me – for some reason as I was watching this, I started thinking I was like, wait, it almost looks like how they joke like you're going into a different dimension, like like what you're seeing is shifting and moving and vibrating, right? So does that have any correlation when we're seeing that? Is that that bending time in some way? What you are seeing on a – a different scale. Sometimes when you see those lines, it is a portal. It is a dimension. And that is unrelated to heat rising. Now, it is easy for you to understand this idea because you can see it with your physical eyes. Mm -hmm. However, it works the same in different pockets of your planet. It does not require heat, um, but it is easier to mold time when you have a certain temperature that you are aware of on this planet. And does that at all have to do with frequency? Frequency that we speak of is different than heat or than temperature. Okay. Frequency is like the is like the wave, like how fast is the wave going or is that is that more accurate? Frequency would be equivalent to velocity. Speed. Correct. Okay. Okay. So what does cold do to time? Cold slows things down. It makes structures more solid. Mm -hmm. It also increases frequency. It increases your frequency. 
It increases the frequency and decreases the frequency at the same time, depending upon the conduit. So what we mean by this information is if you are cold, you are a physical being and you are cold, you will shake, correct? Mm -hmm. Your body is shaking to get warm. Yes. Now, what you are doing is you are raising your vibration. Do you understand that? Yes, because you're cold, your body is raising your vibration to get warm. Correct. However, your vibration is slowing down and therefore you are trying to increase it or trying to get warm. Do you understand this? Yes. Good. Okay. And so how does this apply? How do these two, the heat and the cold and time and frequency, how does this apply to manifesting, for example? It is an analogy used to manifest, but it does not directly correlate to manifesting. Okay. Other some people, some humans get too hot and it slows down the manifestation or too cold and it slows down the manifestation. When you are very physically aware of your body and you are not aware of other aspects of your reality, it slows down the vibration, slows down the manifestation. Is that you understand? Yes. Yes. So just one more thing on this. So if we're choosing to live in a place that's very cold or very hot, does that affect the way that the people, besides being aware of the body, does that affect the way that reality is there? You are drawn to different parts of your planet for different reasons. Okay. Many of you have experienced this in all different levels. For example, you are drawn to one aspect of the planet. You cannot seem to get away, even though we know this is not true. You know this is not true. You are being pulled back, correct? Mm -hmm. Some, for the same reason, you are more comfortable in different parts of the planet. So at different points in the planet, there are different frequency changes. If we are still on, speaking of frequency, there are also different pockets of time. There are also different pockets of portals. These are all similar but different. So you are drawn to each pocket of time or each portal. And therefore, you choose to stay in an area of the planet that feels best to you. Does this Yes. Is this understandable? Mm-hmm. But now I have another question. So what is the – why do we – can you talk more about portals? What are they in more detail and why are they there? Excellent question. Portals are time loops or time hops on your planet. So they go in between different dimensions they allow individuals, meaning non-physical entities, to different, different, to deliver and visit different dimensions. Okay, so they allow other entities to come in. Correct. When you are next to a portal... We would like to not have anyone be fearful, but that is when the veil is thinner and you are seeing entities or feeling entities. Many times it is physically seeing them. And so can we go some, like can, do the portals work for us? Like could we go somewhere through a portal? You must be in an altered state, but yes. Okay. It's too strong in the collective consciousness. So what this means when you are moving through your day, you are aware, you are in a physical body, you are on this planet in this time, your belief that you cannot change your reality in the aspect of moving through time, moving through dimensions is too grounded. 
Now, when you alter your reality with substances, with dreams, with meditation, whatever you choose to do, it alters the belief long enough where this is no longer a limitation and it is now possible. Okay. And on that note, so let's say you alter your belief with something like LSD. Okay. So what is actually, are you just suspending your resistance? What do you mean you're altering your belief? How does that chemically alter your belief? There are chemical reactions that happen in your brain. This is how science explains this. Mm -hmm. However, the other aspect that is happening that science has not been able to explain yet is there are entities. There are belief systems that are in place and that are dissolved when LSD is taken. So for example, LSD is taken and you are now feeling as though you are on the other side of the planets. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are having that experience. You are feeling it. You are there. Mm-hmm. Now you would argue that other human beings have noticed that you are still in the same room. That is their experience and their belief. Do you see the difference? Mm. Okay. So what is the difference in that example? What is the so you're saying the only reason that you appear to be still in the same room with others is because that their belief holds you there? Their belief is their projection of you there? Correct. Similar to a hologram. Whoa. Okay. Okay, I have like so many questions coming. Hold on a second. Okay, so, <laughs> so, okay. Well, I had a question pop up. Something happened to me when I was in college. I was studying abroad in Amsterdam and I decided to take some magic mushrooms with my friends one day. We were in a park and, um, cause it's legal there. And anyway, long story short, I took these and something happened and literally I went to another place. Like I can't explain this place and I it felt like I popped out of my body and I went somewhere where I remember seeing a beautiful – it was like a beautiful – it looked like an animated scene but it was like there was no words and no – what was that? Where did I go? There are many other dimensions and many other existences that are happening simultaneously as this existence is happening. So it is similar to the dream state in the aspect of when you dream, you are in an altered reality. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just went to an altered reality. Correct. Okay. Okay. So... So let's talk about time travel for a second because we were just kind of talking about that. So Ambrosia last night was talking about – or fell into a rabbit hole in her Google search um, about time travel. And she was watching this YouTube video about people who claim to be time travelers and who have been to, you know, 2050 and all – they've been to the future, they say. So both of – two of these people said very similar things that like – in 2023, time travel technology will be unveiled to the masses. Is this something that's going to be happening? Time travel will be unveiled to the masses. However, it is flexible on the specific date. The reason for this When you time travel, when you alter dimensions, which is what time traveling is you are changing the current timeline. You are changing each timeline that exists. You understand this? Yes. Yes. So they have altered the timeline enough to change the timeline. Now, will people bring forth time travel 
to the masses to the point where it suspends everyone's belief long enough to make time travel accessible. Yes. Will this happen in your lifetime? Yes. Whoa. That's cool. And will it be some sort of technology? Like, yes, it will. Yes. While you can travel without technology, that is possible. It is not in your belief system enough to do so. But it is for some people. It is for some people. It is not available for the masses. Okay. (laughs) Similar to winning the lottery Mm. in your reality. It is available for some. It is not available for the masses. Okay. So that's cool. So it's talking about timelines. So are there infinite timelines? Is that how this is working? There's infinite timelines and we're just – we are just aligning with, with with whichever one our vibration aligns with? Is that how it's happening? There are more timelines than you can conceive at this time. <laughs> okay. So infinite possibilities. Correct. So there's a version of me right now that's living in like Africa. There's a version of you living in the reality that you have chosen to live in when you did mushrooms. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So there's – okay. And this is – okay. And so whichever reality we're choosing – so what is a timeline split? When we hear about this, like, you know, in the spiritual world, in the personal development world, in the – we all were hearing like, hey, there's a timeline split happening right now. So like keep your vibe high. So what can you talk about that? It is a fear-based information. Okay. It goes back to similar to Christianity. Mm. Really viewpoints on heaven and hell. If you are not good, you will go to the bad place. <laughs> Then if you do not keep your vibration high, we'll go into the wrong timeline. It is fear-based. That is what this community is speaking of. Okay. But so are you saying you can't ever go into the wrong timeline? You will always go into the correct timeline. We have spoken of many times where there is no right or wrong path for each individual. Right. Even though it feels wrong or it feels bad, you are always on the right path. Okay, right. So so how about this whole thing about like the new earth, like the earth splitting? What's up with that? That is very real. However, you do not have to have a high vibration in order to go one way or the other. What do you have to have? A physical body. Okay, but how do you just how do you deter? Are you saying that at some point all humans are going to understand that there is one one Earth you can be on or another? No, all okay. humans will never understand this information. There will always be humans that do not understand this information or that do not believe this information. That is your choice when you come here. However, what we are saying is that. Your planet has her own path and her own course. And that is what we speak of, many of us speak of, when we say your planet is shifting. Your planet is moving into a new timeline. That is what we speak of. Similar, if we were going to make an analogy to getting a new job and everything that comes with that, the anxiety, fear, the excitement, the possibilities. Okay. Kind of. I'm just a little confused about – I'm still kind of confused about what does this mean? Like the new earth, does it mean that this earth is becoming the new earth or does it mean – Have to do to go to this new earth. Sure. Nothing. Okay. It's happening. It's happening. It will happen. 
or without you. Relax. Okay. Many of you have chosen to come up with different belief patterns on why things around you are happening. You have chosen to blame this on the new earth. Correct? So this is the new thing that humans have chosen to blame their problems on. Correct? However, what we would recommend is instead of stuffing down the emotions to have a good vibration, deal with the emotions that you are feeling because that is why you've chosen to come here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just clarifying one more time. So just so I understand, this new earth, and I'm not talking about in terms of problems, I'm just talking about this new earth, is it simply on another dimension that we are going to experience this new earth? Is that how it's working? Similar. Okay. Okay. It's Or it's on a different timeline? Is that? It is on a different time. It is an entirely new timeline and new dimension. However, this has happened before and many of you felt it. Many of you were unaware of what was happening at the time. It will continue to happen in the future after this one. And again, many of you will feel it and many of you will be unaware of what is happening. Okay. Cool. Um, is there such a thing as like a smallest particle or a largest particle in the universe? Or do things just keep continuously get infinitely smaller and larger? Particles continuously become smaller. And when they become smaller, they become larger. So it is all about perspective. It is all about the point of the viewer. So similar to when you are on the ground, in your physical form on the ground, looking around, you see everything around you. And then you are in the sky above and everything is much smaller. You understand this? Yes. So with this analogy, your scientists have not been able to get in the sky to see an aerial perspective of what is happening to particles. Okay. So it's all about perspective. Correct. Okay. But so that doesn't answer my question. Is there infinitely, do particle or do sizes of things just can we ever find the smallest thing in the universe or will it just continuously get smaller? It will continuously get smaller okay. because you will continuously be looking. Okay. Okay. I'll accept that. Um, how is it that I am able to look at a cloud and make it dissolve? Very good. You are speeding up evaporation. Oh, okay. And how is that happening? Does that have to do with heat or cold, like temperature? It does. It has to do with changing the temperature fast enough to cause this form to evaporate. So me looking at a cloud projects energy onto it that causes it that causes it to like causes heat? Is that right? No. Oh. <laughs> when you are looking at the cloud, you are thinking, I would like the cloud to disappear. Mm-hmm. Similar to a child doing a magic trick. What you are not aware is happening is by disappearing, the cloud has to evaporate. So in order to do that, the heat around the cloud will heat up, causing evaporation. So where you you are inadvertently evaporating clouds. But you can also collect them to make them rain. Ooh. That takes some more power. 
Yes. I've seen people who are able to create, cl- like clump them together and create shapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so my question is, okay, but well, that's interesting. I didn't know that's what was happening. But how how is that happening? Like how am I sitting right here and looking at a cloud out there and just saying, I want you to evaporate and it's evaporating? What do you think of? when you are looking at the cloud, because you are not thinking, I want you to evaporate. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I want to see blue sky. And what is blue sky? Clear, open, uh, air, I don't know. What is blue sky? Blue sky is a slightly higher temperature than clouds. Oh. Do you understand? Okay, so I'm matching my vibration to something that's higher temperature? Or I'm invoking that? How is that working? You are molding your reality. We have said this many times. It's possible. It's capable. This is what you have come here to do. With that being said, telekinesis, which is what you are doing, is one of those ways to mold the reality. You can scientifically explain what is happening with evaporation. What you are asking is how does my thought turn into evaporation? Yes. And what we are telling you is that there is an energy that you are admitting This is true. It is the best analogy that we can come up with in this physical form, in this vessel that we have chosen to come into, is a beam that you are directly shooting towards the cloud, the light, the drawer, whatever object, water, whatever object you choose to mold at that time. Okay. And so, okay, sometimes like I'll pick small clouds and do it with and it and it happens very fast. Sometimes I'll pick larger clouds and on some days like I can do it. Some days it takes a long time or it doesn't happen very quickly at all with the large clouds. So just clarifying. So for a larger cloud, I would need more energy because there would be more to evaporate. So I would need more energy targeted or or – is it more energy that I would need to produce in my body? More energy that you would produce in your body. More energy targeted toward the item. So how do you get more energy in your body? Um, jumping up and down. And what does that do? Raises your vibration. Exactly. So could meditating also give you more energy in your body? It will give you more energy. It will give you a higher vibration. It is dependent upon each individual and how they receive the energy. Okay. That brings me to quantum physics. So, and just the basics, because I know about this vessel and everything. Um, So why is it that like when in in the double blind experiment of quantum physics, when an atom is observed, it like locks it in place? What's happening there? It is building its momentum up. It is building so it can split into another. But why does me observing it, why does a human eye observing it make it lock in place? Like, what's that about? Does that have to do with what we were just talking about? Similar. So, everyone has perspectives on what is happening in this reality, what is happening in other realities. When you have your perspective or a hypothesis of what will happen, you are now changing your reality. So
the observer is controlling to a degree what the atom is doing. Mm. Okay. Do you understand? Yes, they are influencing what's happening. They are influencing what is happening. It is similar to telekinesis, but not the same. Is it kind of like the power of influence or expectation? It's like manifesting. It's like manifesting in a way. It's like when you put energy towards a certain result, that's the result you get. And sometimes the energy is the opposite or the result is the opposite because the belief will be the opposite. So how do people go ahead when someone has a belief that the atom will do something else, anything else, they have a belief system that it will not that it will hold, that it will do what other human beings have witnessed it doing. Therefore, it does not. Do you understand? Yes. But so then my question is, like, how do we find answers? I mean, how do – if everybody influences, like, experiments, right? Like, how are answers – how are – how do we come to conclusions, Outside help. Many times it is from other beings. Like Einstein was receiving. Now, many times scientists or very logical human beings are not aware that the information is coming from an outside source. And this does not mean, does not mean that humans are any less valid than any other entity. What this means is that every entity, including ourselves, requires a third-party perspective. So when you have that perspective, when you have outside help, it allows other answers to come forward. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Speaking of, well, this is kind of a random question, but are any famous magicians actually like manipulating the laws of physics, like using real yes. telekinesis and all that? Yes. Are a lot of them? Like is David Blaine doing that? Magicians that are currently in this reality are not doing that at this time. Okay. But magicians from the past and magicians in the future both create their own reality and distort the current reality that you are witnessing long enough to suspend belief. Now, as children, many of these magicians started to do this, and they have been told over and over how to explain it. And this is how you explain it with X answer. And mm. so it increases their disbelief in their own abilities. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, can we talk about walk-in souls? What is a walk-in? I've heard of this so many times, like a walk-in soul. What is that? And it is what we will tell you again, it is an agreement that two soul halves, two halves, two souls have <laughs> yeah. in one physical vessel. Okay. So when a soul has decided they are no longer wanting to be in this reality and yet the physical vessel still has things to do or things to learn on this planet, an agreement is made. But my question is, doesn't the soul govern everything? Like, doesn't like your soul, it's like that's where your will, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. This is 
part of the belief that you have that your physical vessel is useless. That your physical vessel is not experiencing this reality as the soul is. And this is incorrect. Your physical vessel is just as valid as your soul. You understand? Yes. And that is why the physical vessel is chosen so meticulously before the soul comes into this reality. When you say that we choose our physical vessels, do you mean we're choosing like a collection of energy? Because when we come in, we're this big and then we grow into this big. It's not the same physical vessel, is it? I mean, it has to be something that's growing too. So like, isn't it just kind of like its own energy? So when you choose your physical vessel, you are able to see, your soul is able to see what this physical vessel will look like during most of the experience on this planet. So will this physical vessel have eyes? Will this physical vessel be able to walk? Will this physical vessel have disease? Will this physical vessel be healthy? Will this physical vessel reach puberty? All of these things are meticulously chosen, not only for the soul's experience, but also for the physical vessel's experience as well. Because the physical vessel does determine a great deal of what the soul will experience. For example, men are having a different experience than women. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is what you're saying to me that the physical vessel is has its own um, – like its own life? Like obviously it does. Okay. I want to rephrase that question. It has its own consciousness. Okay, I know the cells do, but do you get what I'm saying? Like as a whole, like it has its own desires and stuff? Think of it in the way that you think of Gaia. Okay. Yeah. Is Gaia a conscious entity? Yes. Is Gaia able to speak and verbalize and communicate the way that we are communicating currently? No. So is your physical vessel a conscious entity? Yes. Is it separate? No and yes at the same time. So is this why – I mean, I guess I know the answer. I just want clarification here. It's just giving this whole new – what I'm feeling now is this whole new understanding in a way of our experience with our bodies and why so many of us struggle with our bodies – because we are like literally fighting our bodies and saying like, I hate you and like, I hate this and I hate that. And they're pushing. It's like fighting with a loved one or something like that. It's, it leads to a lot of issues. Um, insightful? Cool. So <laughs> so, so, what I'm feeling here is like so – and you've said this before, but I'm just feeling it in a new way. So it's like the way – to have an, a better experience in your body and with your body and see what you want with your body is to be nice to it and to treat it like a physical – like to treat it – to think of it as, like you're saying, Gaia. Like it's alive too. It's not just like you're saying this like – this is like thing. It, it's like – it's another being in a way. Correct. For another example we will offer is many human beings – have wanted to do something with their physical vessel. For example, a tattoo. Mm -hmm. Just want a tattoo, you say. <laughs> it is your physical vessel's way of expressing itself. And how does it express itself? Through your words, through your vocal cords. And so the soul and the physical vessel come into alignment and this urge is created to change in some way. 
whether it is surgery, tattoo, gaining weight, losing weight. When the soul and the vessel come in alignment, the urge will be so strong that nothing can stop. That's how I felt when I got my the last tattoo I got. It was like I couldn't stop. It was like I nothing everything was so clear and I've never felt so just like yeah, this is absolutely what I'm doing and I don't have to ask a single person or tell a single person. I'm just going to do this. So you're that saying gave you that analogy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, it's the body that wants the tattoo. Is that what you're saying? Correct. And it wants this tattoo for like it is both the body and the soul that would like this. Okay. And is it as a reminder? Is it as an expression? I think you said expression, but can it be many things? Unique as each individual is. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, okay, what is the process like of being born? Like before we're born – I've heard things about like there's like a, this hall that like you go into and it's like a very – it feels like a physical experience, right? And you're – it's like people are sending you off like goodbye, like good luck on your trip type of thing. Is that how it starts? Is that how the process starts? Mostly, you do have individuals, souls, collectives whatever you choose to call them. Send you goodwill off onto this experience. Sometimes you are all alone, choosing to come back. Each experience is individualized. What is not individualized is the trauma that you experience right away by coming into this planet. What kind of trauma? The process of having the process of being born again is quite traumatic for the individual in the aspect of when you are aware of what is happening. Many times, human beings will have regret. Because you know what is in store for you. You know the challenges that are ahead. And so, many times, there is a sense of remorse. Many times, there's a, a sense of excitement. I have felt my entire life this inexplicable feeling that something's wrong. Something's wrong. It it did something's wrong. I need to fix that. like I need to scrap this and start again. Something's wrong. Or like I'm yeah, this this doom, the sense of doom. And someone at my EFT retreat intuitively picked up, I think this is from your birth. I think this is something that you experienced when you were being born. Is that why I feel that? That is why many of you feel this way. Hmm. It is also why many individuals feel disappointment or happiness unexpectedly, unexplainably. Well, what do you mean? Like, why would they feel? Why would the trauma be something that helps them feel happiness? Oh, you, oh, you're saying people who feel happy for no reason, they were very excited coming in? Correct. Many individuals are truly wanting this experience. And so they choose to have the experience in a different way. They choose to have the experience with each outlook each exercise that is given to them is just that an exercise a test how will i surpass expectation how will i rise to this occasion 
Those individuals are few, but they are there. But so then why do, if, if we know it's such a traumatic process and then we often end up coming in and having this like regret or doom feeling, why are we so excited to come back? The excitement that you feel to come back is better than list out happy all the time. Because it's unpredictable? Because it's a challenge. Because it is new. Because in this reality, what seems like a lifetime is actually a very small amount of time. And we're using that word very loosely for your understanding. Mm -hmm. So what would take, for example... What would take you a lifetime? 80, 90 years, human time. Takes us, we're non-physical entities, the same time to snap our fingers. <laughs> so, what we say when you choose to come back, you'll be right back. It is the same as if you were to stick your face in the water. Scary, exciting, refreshing, fun, and you come right up and you have a laugh and you do it again. Mm. Okay. So when we transition out of this lifetime, we exp- we look back and go, wow, that was like a – is that how we experience it once we come back? Like, whoa, that was just like a flash. And many times you will say, oh, I should have done this. I want to change this. I want to see – I can mix this up in a different way. Send me back. And off you go. The analogy of sticking your face in the water and coming back up is the best analogy that we can come up with. Okay. And is the is that also is the resistance and the regret and all that is that also why there's so many birth complications? Like a lot of the C-sections, like why does that happen? There will be human beings, souls that change their mind. They have decided they do not want to come. Or it is not the correct time or place or family or what they have chosen. So... They have decided that they will not come at this time. But like I – my birth was like a really, really, really long birth and I was like a C-section and it was – just took a – like I didn't want to come out. So, I mean, was was that me trying to like be like, no, changing my mind but but came out anyway or what was that about? No. No. When a soul changes their mind – What you experience in this physical reality is death. Mm, mm -hmm. Now, what you are speaking of is your perfect timing, your perfect way that you want to be presented into this reality at this time, in this vessel. Mm. Very intentional. Okay. Very intentional for like my life experience, like my path. Correct. Okay. Because it has to do with all of my life themes. Got it. Got you on that. Um, we two more questions. Okay, I know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I I don't even I don't even have any more. There's we could go on forever, and that was great. This is perfect. This is so fascinating, John. Thank you so much for taking the time and um, like just diving deep with us. This is really informative. 
Thank you. Oh, my feet are asleep. Why? Why does that happen? <laughs> How was that on your end? Um, it was good. It was like talking to a crowd still. It was pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was super, super informative. Like, I – and it was so funny. He's like – well, I'll answer two more questions. I'm like, oh yeah, I've literally been. I could, I might have just continued asking questions for like the next three hours if you didn't stop me. Thank God. But I also just got the intuition that maybe they do that because, um, like, we have to like download information. Like, we have to integrate information. Like, I mean, John, you're probably super busy too. Not saying you're not, but just like, <laughs> we're, I was just thinking like, if you just keep asking and asking and asking, it's like, how do you integrate all of that? Like, how do you like you want to know this stuff. It's like you need to integrate it. I don't know. Just a thought. Well, I have a thought too. Okay. I'm just <laughs> annoying. No, no, no. I was like, John, I need you to stop it at an hour. And oh. He was, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, or that too. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. Let us know what you think of this one. There's so much information here. I don't even know where to start. Um, my mind is kind of blown. And um, we love you all so much. Ambie, any words? Bye, everybody, for listening and watching. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. Thank you.